It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. Nice pass across the ring. Kept in by Jack Quinn. Goes into the corner, right wing side. Behind the net, middle stat. Back to Quinn on the right wing half boards. Tucks in the middle, gets the pass. One-time score! You could see that one coming from about 25, 30 seconds away. Alex Tuck scores on the power play. It's 2-0 Sabres. Yeah, definitely. You know, we, I think after the last game, I don't, think, I don't think we played great. And today was a pretty solid game, you know, what we have to do if we want to win a hockey game. So you got decent rest because we play early game today. So no excuses if it's back to back, but we have to definitely be ready. Same like we start today, but we, we definitely need to score some goals. But just we need, just say we have to be more hungry and more stronger around the net because we kind of just skate around they're waiting for the bounce, but it will not happen if you if you don't go there. All right, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome as we get ready for the San Jose Sharks to take on the Chicago Blackhawks. 5.30 go time, 5 o'clock pregame right here on the Sharks Audio Network. Of course, the San Jose Sharks coming up a 3-0 defeat at the hands of the Buffalo Sabres last night. After tonight's game, the Sharks do get a couple of days off before they are back home on Saturday night playing host to Anaheim. So let's see what the Sharks can do going up against Chicago and Anaheim before they have to ramp up and see L.A. and New York, which present very, very stark challenges. But according to head coach David Quinn, who spoke to the media earlier this morning, he says that you can't be looking at things that way. No. I, I honestly, when... If you take that approach in this league, you're in big, big trouble. I mean, I know they got a ton of injuries. They've done an unreal job keeping it together. Uh, you look at their decor, they're big. They still got good forwards. Mrazic's had some great games. I mean, we are in no position to look at that, any game in that manner. And, uh, you know, we're focusing on ourselves. And I thought we took somewhat of a step forward after the auto game uh, against Buffalo, but one period's never enough, and we've got to make sure uh, it's a lot more consistent effort. And he was also asked if he was uh, happy that he did not have to face Connor Bedard tonight. I mean, no. I mean, you want to play everybody's best. I mean, if you want to avoid everybody's top players, you're going to have a tough time in this league, and you know you don't want to see a kid get hurt. I think he's an incredible talent. He's everybody. Everybody thought he was going to be probably a little bit more. You hate to see anybody get hurt know how much he means to their franchise and I know how much he means to the league and it would have been a great challenge for us. And Quinn was also asked if he had ever watched the draft lottery last year or even considered the idea of Connor Bedard being a member of the San Jose Sharks before the Sharks knew what their pick would be. Yeah, I was pissed about the three-game winning streak we went on during the draft lottery when <laughs> we ended up getting fourth. I thought, why did we go on that winning streak in March? So, But it sure felt good in March. <laughs> How, uh, as, as a coach, you just can't. There's really, I mean, 
it's so far out of your control and it's just you know i say i say this a lot i mean when you're going through what we're going through and chicago is going through it sounds great june july and august but then you sit through it and you go through it and boy is losing hard to that point of losing being difficult, David Quinn was asked if he was worried if any of the losing that is going on with the San Jose Sharks right now was seeping into the mindset of some of the younger players, but he seemed very, very confident that is not the case. You know, I was just talking with some of them this morning, and the one thing that I feel really good about in our organization, those guys haven't dropped at all in their play. You look at Zetterlin, you look at Eklund, you look at Mario, you look at Thrun, you look at... Our younger players, they've had, you know, Oteo probably had his best game of the year last night. So our young players have not been affected the way the way you might expect when you have gone through what we've gone through. So, you know, that's that's a thing to me that's uh, the silver lining through this. I mean, they're they're going through some really tough times, things that they've never gone through before, and they're they're staying above it, which is a great sign for our organization. Now, of course, we're all paying attention to the fact that the Sharks and the Blackhawks are currently the two leading candidates to have the number one overall. Obviously, it's a lottery, and we don't know the outcome until we are at that point. But it was asked of David Quinn if he had started to pay attention to Macklin Celebrini, who is, at this point, the consensus number one. Well, just, you know, what an elite talent he is and, you know, what a complete game he plays for such a, a kid at such a young age. Um how intelligent he is, you know, people rave about him in, in a lot of areas. And uh, I think he's earned everything he's gotten. And, you know, when you're that age and you show up at the World Juniors and are Canada's best player, I think that really says it all. Looking at the upcoming game, Quinn was asked about the Sharks needing to change their mentality of being more aggressive and getting shots on net. Yeah, we definitely got to get more pucks on net, shoot for rebounds, shoot for the purpose of not just to score. We've got to shoot when an opportunity presents itself uh, to get people more turned around, to have a little bit more an opportunity for rebound. We just, we've got to, we've got to put that into our game. And he was asked about the difficulty in changing that mentality in players. Well, it's not easy. It's a challenge at this level. You know, I think it's a lot easier at the lower levels and, and as guys are progression, progressing through their careers. And, you know, it's just something we've got to be more conscious of. If, you know, if you want to score, you got to shoot more pucks. It's very simple. And it's, uh, again, it's a mentality and it's something that, you know, we've got to continue to harp on and guys got to do it more instinctively than think about it. Mark Edward Vlasic also spoke this morning to the media and was asked about trying, you know, to keep things positive amidst all the losing. And I thought he had some good perspective. Well, we love, uh, we love coming in the rink. We, 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 we love to play hockey. Um, we love to compete. And uh, if we do that, compete every night, we should get better results. We competed better last game than we did against Ottawa. Um, had our chance to win the game, didn't win. Um, but all the guys want to win. We're not just going through the motion. We're competing. We're trying to win. Um, and we're playing hockey, so, I mean, we can't complain. And I know that sounds relatively obvious, but I think there is a reminder that is needed at times that you are playing a game, that you are not, you know, involved in war. This is not serious business. Yes, it's serious in the sense that there is money at stake. You are playing. You are expected to perform. You've got millions of eyes on you all over the world. People are making very much time and spending money on you to watch you play at a high level. But at the same time, it's still hockey. It's still a game. You know, it's not... 
the type of lifestyle that is all drudgery and all, you know, woe is me. Even when you're having a bad day in the NHL, you're still in the NHL. You're still having a fun, good time. You're still living a good life. There's obviously a huge amount of pressure to win. I'm not ignoring that in the slightest, but these guys do get to have a great opportunity every single night, go out there and have a very good game. So I think that that's something that needs to be reflected on relatively frequently as the Sharks do look ahead uh, to this next opponent and again Saturday night when they take on the Ducks. And a lot of what the Sharks are going through right now the Blackhawks are going through as well. Remember, we look at these standings today. Blackhawks 12, 29, and 2, 26 points on the year. They've lost three in a row. The San Jose Sharks 10, 31, and 3. They have 23 points. They've lost two in a row. You know, you look at Anaheim, who the Sharks play uh, coming up when they're back home. They are 15, 27, and 1. They've only got 31 points. It's not like they're out there in front of where San Jose and Chicago are by any vast reach and or stretch. So it's something to pay attention to. I know that's not what people always want to look at and say like, oh, well, you know, there are other bad teams, but it's no, there are other teams that are going through the rebuild that have to do this as well. And I think that that is something that we do take into account when we look at sports. You will watch teams go through the bad times and suddenly they'll be good and good teams have to go through the good times and then they'll be bad again. I mean, that's just how it goes. The Sharks and the Blackhawks, again, these were two of the top tier teams in the NHL last decade. That is no longer the case. You look at where the Avs were versus where they are. You look at you know many, many teams around the NHL. I know that people can point to Vegas and say, well, they've been good for you know however long, but that's not how the majority of it goes in the NHL. Uh, looking at the schedule of games coming up today, starting at 4, Seattle visits New York, and the Avs are going to be taking on Ottawa. The Caps are also playing host to the Ducks at 4. 5 o'clock hour, the Stars host the Kings. The Islanders visit the Jets. At 6 o'clock, the Flames play host to the Coyotes, and the Oilers welcome the Maple Leafs. That, that should be a pretty good one right there. But switching gears, we are now joined on the Sharks Audio Network by John Wideman, the voice of the Chicago Blackhawks. John, what's going on, man? How are you doing? Very cold here in Chicago, sir. As we're talking, it's eight below zero. And, uh, that's kind of balmy compared to the way it was yesterday. It got down to like 15 below. Uh, no wind chill, by the way. People are thinking, well, with the wind chill, that's the temperatures. No, that's without the wind chill. <laughs> uh, when that wind blows, it can get down to like minus 40, minus 45. That's uh, cold, no matter what you say. But uh, yeah, we're going to survive it, and we've got hockey to talk about, which is always great. We do have hockey to talk about, and obviously the uh, the San Jose Sharks and the Chicago Blackhawks in relatively similar situations, and we know this is part of the process of both these teams previously for a long time were very, very good, and now they're in the process of making themselves a very, very good team once again. So, you know, the 30,000-foot yeah. view on where things are with Chicago right now. Well, I would say right now they are on the first step of the rebuild. Uh, the drafting of Connor Bedard in last June's draft, I think, was a significant step forward. Uh, leading up to that, by the way, I should tell you and Sharks fans that what the Blackhawks have done in order to try and refortify their positions in their organization, they have uh, they've, they've drafted, I think, pretty well in the last couple of years, knowing that the team was going to go through this kind of a rebuild. And by the way, it, it, it didn't really officially start. I mean, it, the, the, the rebuild didn't really officially begin until the Blackhawks were in 
of all places, San Jose last year. Mm-hmm. And Patrick Kane was traded away to the New York Rangers. You knew then that that was the end of, that was the beginning of the end of an era. Jonathan Taves was still with the team. And uh, he finished the season last season playing in the last game here at the United Center. So that really kind of signaled the beginning of the rebuild. Um, up until that time, uh, Kyle Davidson and the hockey upside had been drafting a lot of really great kids. They had been they had traded away some assets in order to get back draft picks and to create this flow of up-and-coming talent, and they've had quite a bit of it come through and, and, and come into the organization. Um, we'll see as the years evolve, we'll see the development of these players into National Hockey League players. Some will make it, some won't, but the odds are that you know, you're going to get three or four, maybe even as many as six or seven quality players that can fit the roster and help the team moving forward build to an era where we saw from – 2008 through really 2017 was when the decline kind of began uh, for the Blackhawks. But in that time, they won three Stanley Cups and uh, a very, very good team for a lot of years, as, as people around the NHL know. So I think they're looking to rebuild that kind of a scenario. And I think a great start, a great step in the right direction was the drafting of Connor Bedard with the first overall pick back in June. How hard is it for fans to remain patient? Because I think the most obvious comparison to talk about what, you know, Chicago and San Jose are currently going through is to point to Detroit, who, you know, in the eyes of many have the best GM in the NHL right now, but still, you know, they're not, you know, it's been seven years in county now and they had a good start, but they've cooled a little, you know, for both of our respective fan bases, you know, it is the idea that they did do it at such a high level for so long, does that help with the patients? Maybe is that a better way of putting it? I think, I think that is accurate. And if I think if you were to ask the fan base here, would you trade seven, maybe five years of mediocre to bad hockey for three Stanley cup championships? I think, <laughs> I think you'd get just about 99, maybe even a hundred percent agreement on that. Uh, I can't think of any dissenting, uh, voices, <clears throat> excuse me, in a scenario like that, I can't think of any dissenting voices to say, well, no, I'm not going to go through those five years at the end. If, if you know, I, I'm not going to do that. I want the three Stanley Cup championships, but I'm not going to put up with the five years of losing. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to find too many fans uh, that, that would have that opinion. So they understand what's going on. I can tell you this, that this hockey team, the Blackhawks, they're obviously a last place team right now, last place in the Central Division. They don't play like that on most of the nights. They don't play like a last place team. Like if you if you think about the concept of what a last place team is, you're thinking about a team that finds ways to lose. This team is anything but that. They come to play every single night. And Ted, I'm going to tell you honestly, I have not seen this team pull the shoot in any games at any time in any games in the last year and a half. And that's been the time that Luke Richardson has been the head coach. Mm -hmm. This team, they come and they play hard. Yeah, they get behind sometimes. Sometimes they get blown out, but they never give up. And if you're a fan of a Chicago team, you want to see your team come and play hard and give it everything that they have. And at the end of the night, if, if you're looking up at that scoreboard and it didn't go your way, you can at least drive home thinking, okay, they worked hard, and one day this is going to be a really good hockey team. And I think that's the shred of hope that everybody's hanging on to. 
The other bit of news is that Connor Bedard is already back on the ice and skating just, you know, very shortly after surgery. Is there any apprehension or just the thought of, you know, no need to rush back? I mean, I don't need to state the obvious that this isn't a playoff year of contention. Just right. And I would compare it to where the Sharks have kind of been with Logan Couture. Like, there's no need to push it. But at the same time, we are not, I mean, I'm, I'm naive. I'll always chalk that up, but I'm not naive to knowing the amount of star power that already exists with Connor Bedard. And I don't think he's naive to that fact either. Well, for you and me and, and fans of both of our teams, uh, you know, that kind of thinking it, to me, it sounds, <clears throat> it sounds logical. I think it would sound logical to you and your fan base as well. But to the athlete themselves, to Logan Couture in your case and to Connor Bedard in our case, try telling them to, to sit still and let their bodies heal. Try right. telling them that. <laughs> I mean, you, you could say it to them. Will they will they listen to what you had to say and be in agreement? I doubt it because that's not how they're wired. Uh, Connor Bedard, I think he doesn't like to have any days off the ice. Seriously. That I mean that the team the team gets a day off. What does he do? He, he might even come to the rink for 30, 45 <laughs> minutes and shoot pucks. That's just how the guy is wired. Yeah. And I think that's a really good thing because that says to me that he wants to come and improve what he is as a player. I, I would say Logan Couture is probably the same way. Only Logan has the benefit of maturity, the number of years in the National Hockey League and the success he's had as a hockey player. Um, I think he, he understands the process much better now than Connor Bedard does. Connor will get that in time. But – these athletes, they they want to perform. They want to win. They're not in this just to go through the motions and, you know, put the uniform on and say all the right things and then get the paycheck, head to the bank and say, yep, I'm pro athlete. And I get all of the I get all of the benefits and I don't have to do much. No, they all feel a sense of obligation. And so I'm not surprised. I wasn't surprised when I heard that Connor was back on the ice with his jaw wired. Imagine that. Imagine how difficult that must be just to breathe. And then when you get done working out, you're probably hungry. So now you've got to get something to mm -hmm. eat and you have to deal with your job being wired. I mean, I would be I'd be a mess if that was me. Thank God it's not me. But I think what it says about Connor Bedard is he does not like being out of the lineup. He does not like being in a position where he can't contribute to the team's success. And my belief is that he's going to be back in the Blackhawks lineup much sooner rather than later. Well, you know, to your point about trying to uh, get in the nutrition with the jaw-wired shuts, I might have to go uh, get a, a text quote from our friend Doug Wilson to see what he remembers about going through the same situation because that's that's yeah. one guy that actually has that that point of, uh, of relevance. But, John, I know you've got a busy day, so I will let you go, my friend. Have a great call. And, uh, guy, we don't get to do this again until March, two times in one week. But uh, I'll look forward to bugging you then, all right? That sounds great, Ted. Thanks for having me on. All the best to you and all the great Sharks fans that are out there. Again, that is John Weidman, the voice of the Blackhawks, joining us here on the Sharks Audio Network as we get prepared for today's game. Again, this is a 5.30 start time, a little bit of an odd start time. Don't usually see a lot of 5.30s, uh, but there's one in there, which means we've got a 5 o'clock pregame show. Dan Rusinowski and Drew Remenda will get you ready for this one as the Sharks look to close out this road trip with a win. Right now, the Sharks in a two-game losing stretch. They've lost 14 out of 15. A win in this final game before they come home would be huge. 5 o'clock pre 
5.30 go time. And then I'll be back with you tomorrow morning for Morning Tide, presented by Coors Light as we look back at the game that was. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. And on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yend.